Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of The Optimist. I'm your host, Dean Pavlou, and I'm here today to talk about a jam-packed day in the world of sports. You got the hockey playoffs in full swing. You got one game tonight, uh, which is Celtics-Hawks tonight at 8.30. And you got the NFL draft kicking off tonight at 8 o'clock. Can't wait for all the action uh, to come our way in just a few short hours. Uh, You got NHL Rangers-Devils series tied at 2. Rangers took the first two at the Potential Center. Uh, one of those games I went to, uh, which is game two, the last game, New York won, and then New Jersey came back, won two in a row, so now the series is tied up at two apiece. Uh, I still have the Rangers winning in six games. I think they take this one tonight, have a much better performance than they did in game four, and they pull this one out, um... In a big way. I think it'll be a close game, but I think they'll win. I'm going to say 4-2. to two. I say they're going to win 4-2 to two and take a three games to two lead. Uh, the Rangers need this win. And honestly, I mean, with the team that the Rangers built uh, this year, they're going to have to win. I mean, if they lose in the first round, Gerard Gallant's job will be in jeopardy and you know you don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko two of their trade deadline acquisitions so again I mean it should be interesting to see what happens but I still think the Rangers will win this series I think they have too much talent they're too experienced not to pull through in this series I mean, you look at Artemi Panarin, he struggled. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, he struggled. And I don't anticipate that that will continue. So, again, long way to go in this series. Best of three now. But I think experience will prevail in this series. And I got the Rangers winning in six games. Winning the next two. One on the road at the Potential Center tonight. And then on Saturday as well, I got them winning. So, I hope that holds true. But again, I mean, it's just been a tough couple of games for the Rangers. Uh, New Jersey figured something out. Uh, Lindy Ruff and the Devils, they figured something out. But I think with two days of rest, uh, the Rangers will figure something out as a counterattack and get the win tonight because they need it desperately, as do the Devils. But the Rangers, there is a lot at stake for them. I mean, they they built this super team. You know, they got Kreider, they got Zabinajad, they got Panarin, Tarasenko, Kane, Shesterkin. So they got a lot of guys, excuse me, who can play at a high level. So they shouldn't lose to this inexperienced Devils team. Yes, the Devils had a great season, but... The Rangers should be able to win this series, uh, but we'll see what happens for sure. So, Game 5 will be tonight at the Rock. But heading over to the NBA now, last night we had some great action. 
We had the Heat finishing off the Bucks in five games, winning in overtime 128 to 126. And then you had the Knicks beating the Cavaliers 106 to 95 and advancing. So now New York and Miami will face off in game one of their series on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Can't wait for that matchup. I mean, you'll get playoff Jimmy Butler. I mean, he always comes up big in the playoffs in the bubble a couple years ago. He helped the Heat go to the finals and face the Lakers, but they lost. But again, I mean, he's been incredible. Uh, in this series against the Bucks, last two games he got 56, and then he had a 40-point game last night. So hats off to him. I think the Knicks will game plan around Jimmy Butler and try to make somebody else beat them, which is why I think, and yeah, I think that will be the difference. I mean, I think they're going to key on Butler. Yeah, he'll have his great moments. Yeah, he could drop 40 uh, in one game. But I think ultimately the Knicks are going to try to make someone else beat them. And other than Jimmy Butler, I don't think there's anyone else that could beat the Knicks uh, like Butler can. So, And I think everyone can agree on that. So, again, at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a good series. I have the Knicks winning in six games. I just think they're too strong right now. I mean, the way Mitchell Robinson looked last night, he looked great. 13 points, 18 rebounds, 11 offensive rebounds. Then you had R.J. Barrett stepping up big. He had 21 points. And in games three, four, and five, he looked great. He had 26 in game four and then 21 in game five, and he was effective. I mean, you look at his shooting percentage, driving to the basket with ease, and that's what made him the number one player uh, in high school going into college was his ability to drive and score. So, again, I love what I've seen from him, especially in games three, four, and five. Jalen Brunson had 23 points last night. So, great showing from him. And then, obviously, Mitchell Robinson, as I mentioned. Obi Toppin stepping in for Julius Randle did a great job. Hopefully, Randle's all right. He looked good before getting injured in the second quarter. Um, but, unfortunate to see him go down. But, again, Toppin has stepped up. So, it's been the next man up mentality for the Knicks. And they just keep on showing why they've gotten this far and they manhandled the Cavs from the very outset of the series. I mean, I would like to see how many leads Cleveland had. Uh, it wasn't a lot and they didn't lead at all in game five, a must win game for Cleveland. They didn't lead for one minute of the game, one second of the game. So it's really incredible what the Knicks were able to accomplish in their first round series. And now you go to the second round, you play Miami, should be a good series, but I'm not counting out the Heat for one moment. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a different animal once it gets to the playoffs, so I'm not counting him out at all. I will factor in, though, that Tyler Hero is hurt, 
he got hurt in their series against Milwaukee. So that'll play a role. But a couple of, of other guys to look out for are Max Struess. He can hit the three ball. I mean, you have Bam Adebayo. But I like that matchup with Mitchell Robinson and Bam Adebayo. That should be a heavyweight fight, as Charles Barkley said last night. Or he said a heavyweight slugfest. But again, I mean, it's going to be a good series. I'm not counting out the Heat at all. I think they got they have a good team, especially if Jimmy Butler looks like what he looked like the last two games against Milwaukee. But I think Tom Thibodeau will do a much better job of stifling him than Mike Budenholzer and the Bucks did. So that's why I favor the Knicks in this series. They just have more. They're deeper. So again, I really think the Knicks will get the job done, but it's going to be a good series. I really think uh, the Heat will be not an easy team to eliminate, but I think the Knicks can get it done, especially if Jalen Brunson continues to look like the way he's looked the whole season. And then, you know, you have that. Then you have, I mean, Mitchell Robinson looking better and better each game. R.J. Barrett looking better and better each game. Obi Toppin. And then if Randall comes back at some point, hopefully he's okay and doesn't miss too much time during this series. That's a big X factor. So, again, I just think the Knicks have more overall. But, again, the Heat can play too. I mean, Jimmy Butler, he's a beast. So you can never count him out. And they did beat the number one seed Bucks for a reason. So don't count out the Heat. But I I still like the Knicks. And then Blake says Celtics will close out the Hawks tonight. Sixers, Knicks, Eastern Conference Finals would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, and that's a real possibility. I mean, again, you don't want to look too far ahead. Because the Sixers still need to take down what I think will be the Celtics. And the Knicks still have to take down the Heat. So, But, I mean, that's a real possibility for sure. And then you have the Celtics and the Hawks, the 2 versus 7 This is a 3-2 series uh, lead for Boston. They lost in Game 5, 119-117 at home. What a three by Trey Young to seal the deal for the Hawks in game five. And tonight, game six, it's in Atlanta. So it's going to be tough to finish off the Hawks, who now have a new coach in Quinn Snyder. He coached Donovan Mitchell with the Jazz, did a good job. And now he's with Atlanta. So we shall see what happens for the rest of the series. But, you know, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, and we'll see if Atlanta can pull off the upset. You know, they need to win tonight, which the game starts at 8.30, and then Saturday at Boston uh, if necessary. So we'll see if the Hawks can win another one and force a game seven. I don't think they will. I think the Celtics will finish it off tonight, but again, I mean, the Celtics have shown that they are beatable. You know, they're no world beater. So, and that's what a lot of the Eastern Conference has been. 
for many years now. I mean, there is no real world beater. The Celtics are not a world beater. The Sixers, yeah, I mean, they have Embiid and Harden, but Harden is inconsistent. Embiid and Maxi are great, but again, they can be beaten. And you have the Knicks. They're they've been great this year, but they're no world beater. So the Eastern uh, Conference is wide open. It really is. So that's what makes the Eastern Conference so much more fun. In the Western Conference, you know you have the Warriors, who took a three-two series lead over the Kings last night. What a win for them. And what a series that has been. You got to tip your cap to Sacramento, who's had a great season with Mike Brown in his first year as the coach. And I'm happy for him. You know, he was a coach a while back for Cleveland. And that he didn't have much success there. Um, I, I mean, he did somewhat with LeBron, but I mean, he's doing great things with the Kings. So happy for him and you know he never won a championship with Cleveland so but I mean look at what Sacramento's done so I'm sure he learned a lot under Steve Kerr and Golden State and now he's implementing that with the Kings so they have a bright future they definitely have a bright future ahead of them and we'll see what happens going forward they're still alive they're down 3-2 going to Golden State now but again, I think they still have a chance. You know, I mean, both Sacramento and Golden State score at a frantic pace. So again, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Bleak Monk has looked great in this series. De'Aaron Fox has also looked great. So we shall see what happens going forward. So let's see here. Uh, two nights ago, the Nuggets defeated the eight seed Timberwolves in five games. Uh, they won one twelve to one oh nine against Minnesota. I mean, the Timberwolves gave the Nuggets all they could handle. I mean, Timberwolves won one fourteen one oh eight in Game Four, and then just came up short in Game Five against Denver. Anthony Edwards had a nice game. So let's look at stats here. Edwards had 29 points on 13. But Jamal Murray, I did not realize this. He had 35 points on 12 of 23 shooting and 6 of 6 from the free throw line. So great game from those two players as well as Nikola Jokic, who, if we look at the box score, Jokic had, let's see here, he played 42 minutes and had 28 points with 12 assists and 17 rebounds. So a triple-double for him. He is just a freak, absolute freak for a big man to have a triple-double and get 12 assists and 17 rebounds with 28 points. That's incredible. So, great stuff from him. And we do 
I have breaking news now. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have agreed to terms on a new deal. Let me check that out. That is breaking news. That's incredible. First time on the show that that has actually happened, I think. Um, A deal of that magnitude. That's incredible. So let's see what the deal is. Ian Rappaport reporting it. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have agreed to terms. He has his deal. Wow. So the terms of the deal have not come out yet. But Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are not splitting up. He is staying a Baltimore Raven. And, you know, he got his guy in Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe they swing a trade for DeAndre Hopkins tonight. I know he's on the market. Needs a new team. Obviously, the Cardinals are going downhill. So, Hopkins is going to need a new team. But Lamar Jackson is staying put in Baltimore. Exciting news for Ravens fans. I know a lot of Ravens fans wanted him to stay. Um, But Baltimore keeps their guy. And that's incredible. So, good for the Ravens. Good for... Ravens fans everywhere. I mean, and you look at this AFC now with Lamar Jackson staying put, and then you have Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. I mean, the AFC is absolutely stacked. There is no easy team, pretty much. I mean, I mean, you have you have the Jets now with Rodgers. You have Lamar Jackson. Uh, staying put with the Ravens, you have Joe Burrow still with the Bengals. Probably will get locked up at some point for Cincinnati. And then you have uh, in the AFC West, obviously, you have Mahomes. Uh, I mean, you have Josh Allen in the AFC East. You have Justin Herbert. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I'm sure the Raiders will add someone at some point. Maybe Anthony Richardson tonight. I'm sure they'll get a quarterback. But very exciting news as Baltimore is keeping their guy in Lamar Jackson. I mean, I was trying to draw up some conclusions as to where he would go. Maybe the Texans, maybe the Colts, you know, someone, some team with a high pick. But that's what... The Ravens' plan was all along. They wanted to give him the non-exclusive tag so a team wouldn't give him, you know, wouldn't give him a huge guaranteed contract. And, you know, they wanted to keep him because he's a superstar. They know he's a superstar. So good job by Eric DaCosta, the Ravens' GM, to keep him with Baltimore and you know, they're they're a contender. They're right in the mix. Uh, and it's a deal that will eclipse Jalen Hurts' contract. So that's big. Jalen Hurts, a couple weeks back, he got a deal worth $255 million. So Jackson will be getting more than that. So that's very exciting. So I'm glad that I was able to 
bring breaking news to you guys. I mean, that is, that's incredible. I think that's the first time that that has happened on the show. So exciting stuff for sure. I mean, and Blake says the contract has not been announced yet, but it will eclipse Jalen Hurts' contract. I mean, I wouldn't say he's overpaid. I think, I think, you know, he's shown that he can bring the Ravens to the playoffs. I mean, again, I mean, he's gotten hurt at the biggest part of the season the last two years. I do believe Hurts is better, no question about it. But I think that's not an overpay. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a great player, great athlete. I mean, yes, would I like him to be a better thrower of the football? Yeah, no question about it. But again, I mean, he has brought the Ravens to the playoffs many times in his career. He's only won one playoff game, so that's concerning. But, again, he just needs to be healthy when playoff time comes around. And the last two seasons he hasn't been, which is very concerning. If I'm a Ravens fan, that's the only thing I'm worried about is, you know, he's got to be out there when the playoffs come around. I know that he could get the job done, but he's got to be out there for sure. So, I agree with you on that standpoint, but again, I think it's good that Lamar is staying put because there was really no other suitor for him. And again, he can really, as long as he stays healthy, (coughs) excuse me, can bring the Ravens to the promised land, I think. But in a stacked AFC, like, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers in the mix for, for my Jets. I mean, that's incredible. I, I still can't believe it. I mean, he had his introductory press conference yesterday. And, I mean, that is as exciting as it gets. And, I mean, you add him to the fold of a great young roster that the Jets have. He's already out on the practice field with them today. He said it's not one and done. He's reinvigorated, really, to have a chance with the Jets. So I would give him, I mean, two, maybe three years. I mean, he looks he looks happy. I mean, and this young roster, they're exciting. I mean, you have the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. You have the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. And... With Brees Hall, I mean, if Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, Garrett Wilson doesn't win Rookie of the Year because Brees Hall does. I mean, it's it's insane how good Joe Douglas did of drafting last year, and we'll see what happens this year. They have the 15th pick. Probably draft an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, depending on who's there at 15. But... Definitely a very exciting time to be a Jets fan. And, you know, I, I I can speak not only for myself, but for Jets fans everywhere 
I mean, we deserve this. I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, we've watched terrible quarterback after terrible quarterback. And, I mean, that was the reason why the Jets were losing last year. They could have easily been a 10-7 and football team. And, I mean, I just remember a time last year where Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills was really befuddled with the defense the Jets had. And he was like, I can't do the same things that I could do previously against the Jets. And it's so true because the Jets defense was hard to figure out. And they're going to be hard to figure out again. And hopefully they add a couple pieces in the draft. I mean, I don't think Jalen Carter will drop to them. I think he's going to go number five to the Seattle Seahawks. But, again, he would be a good pickup. Uh, Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh, that would be a good addition. But I think it's going to be an offensive lineman, maybe Broderick Jones or Peter Skaronsky. I don't think Paris Johnson from Ohio State is going to drop to them. But it'll either be an offensive lineman, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba, another Ohio State receiver will be there. So, yeah, we shall see what happens. But, yeah. So, I do want to get to uh, every pick. I want to I wanna do that really quick. So, number one is the Carolina Panthers. They're on the clock. Uh... I think they're drafting Bryce Young from Alabama. I think he's got all the traits you need. Yeah, he's an undersized quarterback, but I think he's got all the traits and skills you need to succeed, and I think he's going to go number one for sure. Number two, this is interesting. I mean, with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson on the board, Will Anderson – is a great player. Let's look at his stats here. Um, so, so let's look at letters and stats last year. So for Lamar Jackson, it's a five-year deal. I didn't get the numbers on it, but it's it's a five-year deal for Lamar Jackson, who is staying with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but for Will Anderson, uh, in 2022, he had 51 total tackles, 24 solo, 27 assists, and 10 sacks. So he's a great player, and that would be a good pick for the Texans. A lot of people are saying that they're not going to pick a quarterback and they're going to go with Will Anderson on the defensive side of the ball, uh, who is a really good edge rusher. But I don't know. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna draft C.J. Stroud because who else do they have at the quarterback position? And you know you have D'Amico Ryan's there, uh, the new head coach for Houston, and then you know, I mean. Davis Mills, yeah, uh, the quarterback right now for Houston, he's okay, but he doesn't really move the needle. I think you bring in Stroud, you help bring in some other pieces around him, and 
you build a formidable roster. So I think and hope that's what they do. I mean, yeah, I hope that's what they do. So I'm going to say they're drafting C.J. Stroud, number two overall, because I think it would be, for lack of a better word, really stupid if they didn't. But I think it'll be either Will Anderson or C.J. Stroud, number two overall. Number three, the Cardinals on the clock. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say they keep the pick because I think if Stroud, I think if Stroud goes number two, I think they'll keep the pick. But I, I think if Stroud doesn't go number two and the Texans go with Will Anderson, I think the Cardinals will trade down with either the Titans or one of these other teams, uh, maybe the Raiders. Uh, I think they'll trade down with either the Titans or Raiders and pick C.J. Stroud. So here's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Stroud second to the Texans, and then Will Anderson gets drafted third by the Cardinals. Fourth overall, I think the Colts are going to go with uh, Will Levis. I There's been a lot of talk that they're going to draft Will Levis. Let's look at his stats from a year ago. So last year, Levis had 185 completions on 283 attempts which was good for a 